This is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer of Kramer Investment Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jim Kramer provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer. Hello and welcome back to Kramer Financial Talk. My name is Jim Kramer with Kramer Investment Services. If you'd like to hear more information about our show today, feel free to give us a call for those of you in Wisconsin. Our Lake Geneva office number is 262-729-4128. For those of you in Illinois, our McHenry office number is 815-331-8096. Or feel free to visit us on our website. Our website address is www.kramerinvestmentservices.com. That's K-R-A-M-E-R. Now, while at the website, be sure to click on the radio page to check out our past shows. And if you wish to subscribe, uh, our shows are available on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions or if you'd like to set up a face-to-face meeting. So our topic today is going to be on Social Security, critical Social Security rules. And for many individuals, Social Security is the linchpin to their overall retirement strategy. So today we're going to take a look at some of the Social Security do's and don'ts that people nearing retirement may want to know. But before we start getting into our topic, let me introduce you to our co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? Oh, Jim, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. I've had a great week. You know, it, it's uh, it's been uh, settling down a bit, which I like, and uh, spent some time with the family, of course. Uh, you know, we're still kind of hunkered down, but uh, I think this year is going to be uh, much better than the last year. So I'm looking forward to that. And this conversation, I think this is a good one uh, because it affects so many people out there. Uh, first, though, how are you doing? I know you're keeping busy. You've been meeting with a lot of people. You love to hear from our listeners, right? Yeah. So right now it's uh, February 1st of 2021 and it's cold outside. So that <laughs> requires me to work, Tony. And I've been putting in a lot of overtime this year. Um, things have been going well and I appreciate that. And I love your optimism about 2021. Let's hope it's much better than 2020. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have That's to hope and pray sure. that things, things look up and I think they will. So and maintain that optimism. And one thing we can be optimistic about is our retirement. If we have a set retirement plan and have planned out our social security and other forms of income and savings. So I'm glad we're talking about Social Security rules today because I think there are a lot of rules uh, that people aren't aware of. So what what do you have first for us when it comes to some of the program's rules? Well, it's just a, just a note I wanted to, to, to stress about how important, at least initially starting talking about Social Security, it the program is in keeping people out of poverty. I mean, it has sure. a very important role, Tony, in our society. And it's keeping just under 15 million retirees out of poverty. Wow. So the mere existence of this program 
is huge. And beyond that, millions more rely on Social Security to supplement their income and protect their quality of life. Yeah, no matter what role you expect Social Security to play in your, reti- your in your retirement strategy, it's important to understand how the program operates and equally important to understand some of the rules that we're going to talk about. Sure. And, and I know Social Security is something that uh, people probably think about a lot as they get older. I know I do. And I'm always interested when it pops up in the in the news sources and financial news that I follow. So uh, what are some of these rules uh, that we need to be aware of? What are some of the things we need to look at today? Well, for for uh, Americans, that as long as you qualify for Social Security, you can get started and start taking your own Social Security benefit as early as age 62, which they call early retirement age. And early retirement age can go on all the way up to between age 66 and 67. That's when you become full retirement age. But for those that take that benefit early, it's important that you keep your income to not be over a certain dollar amount or they'll take away some of those hard earned dollars that they were promised to you with Social Security. So in the year 2021, those that are collecting on their Social Security and earn over $18,960 for every $2 you earn over that dollar amount, they're going to take away $1 of your benefit. So early retirement age should not be for somebody that's earning a healthy income. If you if you plan on earning a part-time income and that's going to help you towards your both short and long-term goals, then that sounds good. But early retirement age cannot be commingled with your regular work income or it could have disastrous results. And that's where full retirement age comes in. And for the viewers, it's going to be between the ages of 66 and 67. And that's the point, Tony, where you can earn an unlimited income and the Social Security Administration is not going to take back what they promised you. Of course, there's another thing that comes into place called taxes, but that's a different subject. And then you can even wait as late as age 70. They call that late retirement age. And the difference is between age 62, if you went elected then, to age 70, the monthly benefits can be significant. And once you file for that benefit, that benefit's locked in for the rest of your life, subject to some adjustments that Social Security will make over time. Interesting. Uh, remind us, how is how are our Social Security benefits calculated? Well, Tony, they do it over a 35-year span. They're going to average out your highest 35 years. And for those that did not have 35 years worth worth of work income, they're going to enter in zeros for those years, which can kind of depress your Social Security benefit that you have. And for those individuals, if they can work some additional years, that helps to boost up that Social Security benefit. And for those that have 35 years worth of work income, for every additional year that you work where your income is higher than your average, that can help to boost up that that uh, Social Security benefit amount. Interesting. And I, I think that's great to understand that. Now, filing early before your full retirement age, uh, that comes with a trade-off though, isn't that right? Yeah. So if if we consider a person's life expectancy, let's say that there's a, a person who's 61 years old. It's a female. And at that age, Based on the fact that this person has lived to age 61, her average life expectancy is just under age 85. So if she were to start to take her benefits early, for example, I mean, there's a huge trade-off between taking it 
at it's at say age 62 versus her full retirement age, which would be just prior to age 67. And we could be talking as much as $50,000 in lifetime benefits. Wow. And, and if she lives longer than, say, age 85, the difference is more profound. So it can be it can be significant depending upon when the person takes it. And everybody's situation is different. So if we have a person who has a significant income that they earned over time, they, they take their Social Security as early as age 62. There's a, a 25% drop in their benefit compared to the full retirement age. And that's a permanent reduction that'll last the rest of their life. So if this person lives to at least average life expectancy, we could be talking over $100,000 a year in lifetime benefits that that would have been lost just by taking it early. Ouch. That's all I can say. Uh, that's a lot, and so you don't want to you don't want to lose out on that money uh, that you're owe or you're due. You want to make sure you maximize your Social Security. But what happens if you work past your full retirement age, or just don't start drawing on your benefits until later? Well, for if you have other work income or just income sources where you don't need Social Security by the time you hit full retirement age, which let's say at age 66 for an individual, for every year thereafter that they wait on that benefit, the benefit increase is 8% per year. Now, it's not a compounded annual 8% increase, but it's a simple return. So from age 66 to age 67, it's an 8% increase. And then the increase will be exactly the same from age 67 to 68 and so on and so forth. And then you got to take that benefit by age uh, 70, but there's actually a 32% difference in benefits on a monthly basis by taking it at uh, age 70 as opposed to age 66 per se, per se. Right. Right. So uh, I, I think this is a really good conversation uh, to have. Obviously, there's a lot that uh, I don't think uh, most people understand or even think about. And that's why it's so important to work with somebody like yourself, Jim, a financial professional who you can trust and who can help you do this. I know you have software that you can run uh, to maximize people's Social Security, tell them uh, what uh, benefits might be available to them. But uh, what do you have next for us on this topic? Well, so it's just staying with the topic of when to take your benefit. Everybody's situation, Tony, is going to be different. Sometimes we can't think long-term in income planning. We have to think about short-term planning, in which case 62 may be right for an individual. And in some people, some situations, it makes sense based on how healthy they are, if they have enough other income to lean upon, to wait even as much as to age 70. And if the person lives to average life expectancy or even greater than that, it could work out to their advantage. There is no one size fits all strategy that we should be looking at. Um, so taking it prior to so the full retirement age typically will have long-term bad results. But then again, everybody's gonna be unique. We never know, Tony, how long we're gonna live to. Uh, if we had that certainty, this, this planning business that we have looking at social security would be easy. But you know, a couple of years ago, as a planner, I would have to figure this out by hand. And now with software, after meeting with somebody and asking them some important questions, I can figure out exactly when somebody should file. 
And not only yeah. that, what type of filing strategy, because it's more than just when to take it. There's different rules as to depending upon the person's age as to how we can do this. So your age makes a huge difference and you have your full retirement age, FRA, and then you have your primary insurance amount uh, or, uh, you know, I think this is really important stuff. And obviously it makes a difference when you file and you said tens of thousands of dollars, even up to a hundred thousand dollars. So that's really important. And one thing I've always been curious about though, is if there's any flexibility, let's say we have somebody listening out there that says, wow, I should have maybe waited to file. I filed at 62, but now I realize I'm taking a greatly reduced benefit. Is there any do over options? Uh, Do you have any insight on that? Yes, there is that do-over, uh, but there's a couple of rules that go along with this, Tony. Sure. So, you know, we have to repay the money. Now, you, you have to make sure that you or your family members, if you received anything from Social Security, that has to be paid back. Sure. And it has to be done within one year of you filing for that benefit. So let's say uh, it's, 300, it's 366 days after you filed and you want to do this. And and fortunately, it's too late. But within 365 days, you have the right to refile, change your starting date, but you have to pay back those benefits. And any family member who received benefits based on your earnings record, uh, which usually means your spouse has to agree to it in writing. And of course, since you have to pay back benefits, you know, it's something that they may or may not want to do. Sure. And one other thing is that you can only do this once. So you can't withdraw from your original filing for Social Security, refile, and then withdraw again. Sure. You can only, the do-over only works once and it has to be within the first year and you have to pay back anything you've, they've paid out to you uh, to reset and then let it build up and file later so you can make more. So uh, I get that. That makes sense. Uh, What do you have next for us? Okay, so getting back to the subject of how they determine your Social Security benefit, well, what they do is they're going to average out your 35 years worth of work earnings. And when they come to that average amount, that helps to determine what your Social Security benefits are going to be. Not everybody gets the same Social Security benefit amount. Some people are going to get a higher Social Security benefit simply because they earn more money in their retirement years, in their working years. And some people are going to get a lower dollar amount. So any year where a person didn't work and get to the full 35 years, that's automatically going to be entered in a zero. So that's where you can help to improve that benefit by keeping on working to help fill those 35 years worth of work history. A lot of people don't know that. And that's why it's important to talk to a good uh, financial advisor that's up with the Social Security rules to help you in maximizing your Social Security benefits. And then also for somebody who has worked a full 35 years, you can potentially get a higher benefit, although not always, because there is a cap to how much you can make with Social Security. But you can work additional years as long as your income that you're making today is higher than the average over the 35 years, we can actually boost up your benefits prior to you taking it. Or even later on, even if you've already filed for benefits, your benefits can still go upwards due to you continually working. But you got to be careful with that because of the early retirement rules with Social Security. 
Well, that sounds great, Jim. And, you know, during the show today, we've been talking about some of these social security rules and quirks that our listeners might want to be aware of. And I think this is a great discussion. What do you have next for us? All right. The next topic, Tony, that we need to talk about is inflation and how it affects Social Security benefits. And so there was an article from CNBC called Costs Have Skyrocketed for Retirees. Here's why Social Security benefits are keeping up. So I want to give you a couple of examples here. Uh, Since 2000, since the year 2000, average Social Security benefits were at $816 a month. Now, in the year 2020, the average Social Security benefit was $1,246. So that's roughly a 50% increase over the 20 years. Now, if you look back at the the rising cost of living, the average Social Security benefit should have grown to $1,626, almost a doubling of what Social Security was 20 years ago. Yeah. So over the past 20 years, for example, prescription drug prices, which, as you know, affects retirees more than anybody, that's been up over 250%. And Medicare supplemental insurance policies that people need in order to supplement their Social Security benefit or their Medicare benefits, that's up almost 150%. And overall, the rising cost of living increased by 99%. So if you look at the Social Security benefits, they've only increased by roughly 50% over that same period of time. So uh, Mm. Social Security, we should assume going forward, is just not going to keep up with that rising cost of living. Yeah, it doesn't keep up with inflation, and at least it hasn't. I know they're looking at a lot of changes, but uh, it's tough. And to me, that makes the importance of making sure that Social Security is just a part of that financial retirement strategy and not the entire strategy itself, it makes that even clearer, doesn't it? Yeah, very true, Tony. And Social Security, on average, only replaces about 40% of a person's work earnings. So there's a need to plan to cover that income gap, to cover the other money, uh, as I call it, to make sure that there's enough income that's going to be covered through your other retirement sources to make up for it. So setting money aside for retirement through work, such as 401ks, IRAs, and Roth IRAs, that's really essential. We have to do that to make sure there's enough other money because Social Security in and of itself is not going to replace that work income. And a couple of other important things for retirees or soon-to-be retired individuals should look at is tax planning. And don't overlook that. That is extremely important. And your investment advisor should be up on the tax rules to help give you some helpful advice and even steer you in the right direction to talk to the right uh, tax advisor or CPA. So learning how to minimize your tax burden in retirement is a very important topic. That's something I do at my firm. Using Roth IRAs for potential tax-free income could be an important discussion. Another thing is looking at other types of income investments other than the stock market to supplement Social Security because, you know, the stock market, Tony, as we know, over the past decade has done record uh, performance. It's just up, you know, incredibly beyond what it's normally done. But is that something we can rely upon? (laughs) No. Is this this something we know is going to happen? Is this stock market going to continue? Or should we kind of hedge our bets, so to speak, and have a portion of our money at least, at the very least, into something a little more reliable? And one type of investment that your advisor should bring up 
and discuss whether it's right for you is an annuity, which can help to provide income to help cover that income gap that is going to be facing just about everybody in retirement. Uh, one thing about annuities, I just want the audience to know, it's it's considered long-term insurance. So it's not designed for short-term investment planning. It's not designed just as a short place or short-term place to park your money. It's designed to cover income on a long-term basis. And covering that income gap is an important discussion that you should have with your financial advisor. And Social Security is a very important topic that goes along with that as well. Yeah, you have to look at all the options. You have to look at the stock market, uh, you know, stocks, bonds, Social Security. Um, if you have a pension, if you're fortunate to have a pension, and then you have to look at things like fixed index annuities to create that guaranteed lifetime income, uh, that's really important. Yet, well, you know, somehow protecting that principal, finding those vehicles that can protect the principal and not have everything at risk as you get older is so important. And I'm glad you brought that up. Is there anything else you want to add today? Yeah, very true what you just said, Tony. And so other things to look at would include, and these are typical discussions that I have with my clients, should they downsize? And now that with the kids all leaving their house, uh, they've got a big house with only two people in it. And sometimes downsizing can be a good financial strategy, at least to release the equity from the home. Uh, the individuals can then buy a smaller home and pocket the difference. There's a number of ways to look at that as how to how to create some additional income uh, or additional money to invest for them. Also, reverse mortgages is something that a lot of people don't have that discussion with and immediately think negative uh, about this, uh, this topic. But reverse mortgages can make sense if you're in the right situation. Everybody's situation is going to be different. And then... Yeah. Kind of an uglier topic is long-term care insurance. Sure. Long-term care is extremely expensive. Yeah. It's very painful when you see a loved one like your parents or grandparents that have had to go through that. I've had the seat go through that, Tony, and it's a gut-wrenching process. It's incredibly expensive and making sure you get the right care. Um, but Medicare does not cover this. And a lot of people are confused when they read the l literature that talks about skilled nursing care and home health care. That's just not something that Medicare does. So having that discussion, deciding, is this something we should address? Is this something that maybe perhaps we shouldn't address? Um, those are important discussions that we have. And then also making sure that the couple or individual has important documents such as healthcare power of attorney and durable power of attorney in case something were to happen to them where they're incapacitated. They want to make sure there's a loved one there that can help them in making investment decisions or tax decisions and so forth. Sure. And and all these things are very important. And I know we're gonna we're gonna have whole shows devo devoted to long-term care and tackling, you know, medical costs and retirement. I think that's a very important topic, but we're out of time. And this has been an insightful episode, Jim, but uh, is there anything else you want to add before we go? Well, Tony, the Social Security Administration has many rules, definitions, and benefits that we did not discuss today. There's only so much time that we have. And the Social Security Administration, its code is enormous. We could spend hours just going over everything. That's where I want to leave this up to the individual. If you have additional questions from today, I want you to feel free just to give me a call. I'll be happy to answer any of your questions that you have. 
Um, so you can always dial always dial in and uh, call us. Uh, if you're in Wisconsin, our number is 262-729-4128. If you're in Illinois, you can give us a call at 815-331-8096. Our website can answer some of your questions as well as you can replace some of our podcasts. That's at www.kramerinvestmentservices.com. If you subscribe to Apple Podcasts and Spotify, you can also listen in on us. Um, and I just want to also mention to the audience, if you ever wish to come on in for a free, no obligation consultation, that's what we're here for. Social Security is a very important part of a retirement plan. You want to make sure that when you're getting advice from somebody, whether it be investment advice or tax advice, that the individual is knowledgeable about an important topic like Social Security. All right, Jim. Well, that's great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Kramer Financial Talk with our host, Jim Kramer. Thanks, Tony. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Kramer Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jim Kramer at Kramer Investment Services. Call 262-729-4128 or visit them online at KramerFinancialTalk.com. Fee-based planning and investment advisory services are offered by Kramen Investment Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin and Illinois. Insurance products and services are offered through Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. Kramer Investment Services, LLC, and Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. are affiliated companies. Jim Kramer and Kramer Investment Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representative representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.